Hello and welcome everyone for another episode of the Cultured Nerd Podcast. This is our 21st episode. We're going to talk about some, well, the last crazy 30 hours of the internet, apparently. Um, we we had Henry Cavill talk about returning as uh, Superman, and that was fantastic. And then this earlier this afternoon, James Gunn and Peter Safran are now ahead of DC Films. So, uh, now DC Films is officially titled DC Studios. So there's a lot to talk about. And kind of want to get into why the internet's losing its collective mind over this, because um, I don't see why people need to lose their mind over this. But let's get into it. Hi, buddy. How are you doing? Uh, All of the things are happening at once. All of the things, like a slew of things, all just happened at once, and I don't understand why there's a weird, why there's a weird. Should I put my glasses on too. Should we just? Yes, you this? should put your glasses on. I don't know why there's such a weird, like, revolt of this thing that just happened. Like this is all good things that are going to be happening. I mean, we've been both been wearing, I don't know, you've been wearing glasses since what, high school was it? I don't remember when you no, first started wearing glasses. No, I only started going blind a couple years ago. So I only, okay. I, only, I, yeah, like I mean, I've been, I've been like partially blind since I was eight. So I'm like, when did you start wearing glasses? I can't remember this. Uh, <laughs> so. We were, I, I, it was difficult to see exit signs and it was difficult yeah. to see like menu items. And then I went in and got my eyes fixed. Yeah, I, I, um. I was driving home. Uh, we were we were doing like a, a day trip, and we drove out to Spokane. And then it was like middle of the night, and I'm driving back, and I'm like, "What does that sign say? Oh no, this is bad. Oh no, oh no, I'm going blind." And I was like, "I need to get new glasses because my my eyes are bad." But like, I, I love the, the I love the comments already. People are like, uh, "Oh my god, it's a terrible day for DC. It's a terrible like no, it's not. It's not a terrible day for DC." And I'm going to tell you why it's not a terrible day for DC. Uh, since when has Taylor had glasses? Since I was eight. <laughs> uh, um, I feel like since I wear glasses now, I know that I'm not good in the zombie apocalypse anymore. Because if these glasses no, get no. stepped on, I'm out of the game. I can still see, but it's like my ability to read past 20 feet is gone. Like, like I'll be like, oh, no, what's coming toward me? Is that a human or a zombie? Uh, uh, oh, it's a zombie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought he was just dirty. I didn't know it was blood. You <laughs> can just like you can hold your phone up to your face and play it. You can still play on your phone in bed and be fine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh that's probably why I'm going blind. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And now you're going into profession where you're gonna look at a screen all day long. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, uh I thought maybe going into the medical field I wouldn't have to stare at a computer all day, and then I realized that no, that's that I would have to. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna move to computer sciences and I'm like I should really invest in those blue light glasses so I don't go perpetually blind sooner, even sooner. <laughs> so, but no, uh, so the last uh, 24, 30 hours have been a doozy for people. Do we go back 30 hours and start with the good news that Henry Cavill's back? Everybody was Let, happy about that, correct? Let's start with the good news. Uh, yesterday on Instagram, Henry, other way, Henry there he is. dropped this, boy. this how do, I, how do I do this? That way. Okay. Henry dropped <laughs> yeah, this, this awesome photo of Superman with a, a video of him basically saying, uh, now that Black Adam is out, now that a good chunk of you have seen the movie, guess what? I'm back. I'm Superman again. And he was like, huzzah! Everyone collectively lost their minds, and it was beautiful, and I loved it. 
And uh, the I think the best part about it was that he basically said, this is just a taste what you saw. And mind you, the taste that we saw was pretty great. Um, um, I'm not, I don't think you saw Black Adam yet, did you? No, no. I mean, I've only been talking about Black Adam, but no, I have not seen it yet to discuss it myself personally. I'm, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I'm going to play that card today because you knew I, I was going to want to talk about this. But you know what? Uh, for the sake of just saying whatever, spoiler alert. Okay, everyone with me? That is what we got. I got a very nice picture of it. <laughs> um, the wonderful scene had uh, Amanda Waller basically tell Black Adam that uh, uh, Kadak is now your prison. You cannot leave. Um, and he's like, you can't stop me. And she's like, I can send people from another. I, I, he's like, no one on earth can beat me. And he's just like, I can send people who are not from this earth to beat you. And he's like, send them all. And he blows up her drone. And then bah, 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 he comes down for a second. And there was the uh, John Williams theme, but the difference was it was a retooled John Williams theme that had a different keynote. So it actually sounded kind of like if Hans Zimmer was playing it and just tweaked it himself. <laughs> sure. But but um, the reality is um, it was it was probably, like I said before, it was probably circumstantial, right? Um, the costume, the, uh, the music, all of that stuff was probably what they had ready from the previous headless cameo. And then when they got the deal, like, hey, Henry's back, get him on a green screen, let's film this thing. Uh, they probably, like I said, they had like two weeks to do this. They had to film it really fast. They had to get it done in one or two takes. Then they had to go straight into uh, editing. Um, so they probably had all of this stuff already done from the previous uh, version. So people losing their minds over the John Williams theme, it's probably, it was probably just a placeholder. It was probably what they had before when Hamada and the, the group of guys were all probably saying, we're going to use this theme because it doesn't matter because Henry's never coming back. And then they got Henry back and they're like, okay, we'll just use this theme for now. And then whatever. But Question. Is there any chance they were going to do a CG face of Christopher Reeves? No. Was there any chance that they were going to do a weird, deep fake old superman and everyone's like what but like it works because it's not canon yeah um no they were always gonna do the headless cameo like they did with shazam and and mind you this is the same music that he used in shazam because of the same management not wanting to use henry um but following that uh we got a bunch of news about uh the cameo uh, about uh the production team officially confirming that they did have a headless cameo in place that was a real thing um, they didn't like it, but they were told that they couldn't do anything else. And then uh, Dwayne went above uh, Hamada's head, went to DeLuca, got this thing going, made it happen, and uh, there it is. But they, um, in some of the other articles, they they kind of delve deep into it, saying that um, the big holdup was that Emmerich and Hamada and Hamada and all those guys were trying to basically just ride out the clock on Henry, that he had one appearance left in his contract. And they were trying to justify that cameos counted as appearances and they were trying to get him out of the door. Um, wow. Which is probably what they used for his stuff in The Flash was that final contract appearance um, because that was already filmed way before Black Adam was filmed. Um, but um, I had a lot of fun in the movie. It was... Um, on that, I mean, goes without saying, Pierce Brosnan was probably the biggest highlight of the movie. He was fantastic. 
my wife, after we finished the movie, she's like, I was fantastic. And who was that guy? Because he looks super familiar. And that was fun. Oh, that's the love interest from a little movie called Mrs. Doubtfire. I, I, did, I did bring that. I didn't, I didn't bring that one up specifically. I'm like, well, I mean, it was James Bond. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's probably where I've seen him. I'm like, there's other places, but that's what we're going with. <laughs> so I got James a new Bond. One. He was one of the better James Bonds. He's in the top yeah. five. Is he in the top three James Bonds? To me, yeah. I mean, my okay, top he... three are uh, uh, Rosin, Connery, and um, I just forgot the new guy's name. The new guy. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Um, the new guy that's not even Bond anymore. Ah. <laughs> but um, they basically talked about all this stuff um, and how the studio was trying to just prevent it from happening. And then uh, Dwayne got a, uh, a one and done contract, like a single appearance contract for Black Adam with the plan to negotiate a longer term contract. And along with that longer term contract, they talked about how uh, Superman is getting a solo film. And we talked about that last week. So um, everything was great. Um, movie came out. Beautiful. Uh, and now we know who's going to be the person who's going to be architecting this new universe. Yes. And I know that we talked about this last time. And I know that one of the people that we talked to uh, wasn't a fan. Dawson doesn't seem to like James Gunn. So. Yay! Let's argue <laughs> Let's, with Dawson. All right, Let's all right. See. Let's see how this goes. I mean, I didn't, I didn't come here to fight, but oh well. I mean, <laughs> all right. so I mean, what we were saying was today they announced um, after right. and after the Superman stuff happened. Um, today, uh, the internet was taken by storm with the. Uh, I guess more context-wise, um, yesterday the Superman news happened. Marvel immediately tries to. Uh, steal that thunder and throw out an Ant-Man trailer. And it doesn't matter because uh, the Ant-Man trailer was like dwarfed by the Superman announcement, which was fun. Oh yeah. And then today, uh, Marvel drops the uh, James Gunn uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special coming out around Thanksgiving. And it looks a lot of fun. Um, spoilers, uh, Drax and Mantis kidnap Kevin Bacon. And that's just the best thing in the world to me. Um, what? And then... Uh, yeah, they're doing yeah, a full no. camp, full fun camp, 70 special, get everybody happy, introduce you to the next movie. Yeah. No, so the trailer was pretty great because it's supposed to be a bridging trailer after Endgame and before uh, Guardians 3. And the trailer like starts off saying, oh, Peter's all depressed because Gamora's gone and and so on. And like, I guess it's coming up to Christmas on Earth. So maybe we should do something to bring him happy happiness again. And like, they're all trying to like figure out ways to make him happy by celebrating Christmas. And then... Mm. Uh, Drax and Mantis fly to Earth, fly to Hollywood, and kidnap Kevin Bacon. Right, because he loves Footloose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, they actually had a scene with Drax running through Kevin Bacon's house, chasing him, and it was beautiful. Um, and it's actually Kevin Bacon. And it's like the funniest. And I, I loved it. So uh, confirmed that Kevin Bacon will never get to be the fun older mentor in any of these superhero movies. He just gets to be Kevin Bacon in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless Marvel does another thing where they like reference a movie that exists in their universe that also features the actors who also portray characters in the MCU, therefore breaking everything in your mind. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, because I mean, honestly, because I mean, Spider-Man references Star Wars all the time, and Nick Fury oh, yeah. is Mace Windu. So, I mean, they can just they can get around it. The fact they haven't like made a joke about that is I'm kind of shocked by that actually. That they haven't. I like... would like it. Uh, to me, my headcanon is like a uh, last action hero where mm. um, the kid was like, No, I will prove to you that we're in a movie. And he takes him to a blockbuster and tries to find a, a copy of Terminator. 
And in that universe, Terminator is played by Sylvester Stallone. And he's like, what is this nonsense? And he's like, oh, it's a great movie for him. Like, that would be my way of like getting around it. Like, if they have, like, a Star Wars poster and it's just not Sam Jackson on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's That'd be pretty funny. Um, but so, uh, then today, uh, they drop that trailer. And then, maybe within half an hour, uh, Hollywood Reporter comes out swinging. James Gunn and Peter Safran are officially leading D- DC Film, TV, and Animation Division, which is now going to be rebranded DC Studios. And the only people that these two co-captains are going to be reporting to is Dave Zaslav himself. They are now their own tentpole of a studio. They don't have anyone above them. There's not going to be any more um, anyone above them. Nothing like Toby Emmerich, nothing like that, trying to call in the shots. They are autonomous. DC is now officially autonomous, starting next week the job kicks in november 1st which is insane will this affect the so so you know they said that there's uh that then there are more scripts that are finished will all of those now go under a new review process or do you I'm, think I'm that sure they already ha- okay i'm sure it will because um they had a lot of stuff that was already leading up to it but what they kind of with the announcement they made that james gunn will focus on the creative side of dc while peter safran will t- will take care of the business and production side of things they will each handle different corners, um, mm-hmm. but they are both continued to uh, expected to continue to direct, produce, and do what they they do. So James Gunn is still allowed to direct films if he wants to, and um, Peter Safran can still produce films outside of DC if he wants to. But uh, the fact that they're now co-captaining this thing means that they have um, instead of getting one Kevin Feige, now they have two, which is. And, cool. and it also speaks to how much work there is. I think that yeah. this is absolutely a job of two people. I don't think Kevin Feige is handling the pressure of this very well at this point. Uh, and he maybe need another better half soon. I think they lucked out that they have two people to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. And not only just two, it's just two people that um, one, they can handle different things. Um, mm-hmm. They both know how to do it, but they can pass it off if they need to, which is, um, I think it's fine by me. Like, I think that's fantastic. But um, I'm seeing a lot of the comments here. People are just pissed about this news. And um, I honestly, um, and I will say from a rational standpoint, I'm not pissed. I don't think this is bad news. Um, I think that for the first time in a very long time, DC has some structure. And to me, not a bad thing. I mean, James Gunn has a very questionable style of directing, right? In terms of being constrained within the Marvel approach, he -hmm. made, my opinion, the best Marvel movies that they've had. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 is still in my top three. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy number two, maybe in the top ten. Not like the best, but we talked about it before. I've grown to love it more because of what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when uh, he was hired by uh, DC, DC told him, make an edgy make this, make that. And they basically told him what movie to make. And that's what we got with the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. But what people are not seeing is that he's not making every single movie like that. That's not how it works in a producing job. You don't make every single movie as if you were directing it. I mean, Zack Snyder made Man of Steel. He made Batman vs Superman. But he doesn't, when he produces other movies, he doesn't make them exactly cookie cutter his film. That's not how producing works. And to me, I honestly think that Brightburn was probably one of the more recent projects that James Gunn produced, which allowed people to see that he can produce something and give a director 
total autonomy. There was no weird jokes in that movie. It was a creepy movie, but it was yeah. also tonally consistent. It was very low budget, but it was very, very good for what it was. And for, for me, if he is able to continue that, if he's able to produce on that level where he gives creative freedom to whoever he's working with, that's a great sign to me. He doesn't micromanage. He doesn't do what Hamada does. He doesn't do what Toby Emmerich does and, and give notes and give changes and give stuff like that. He allows them to be what they want and support them where they want to be. Mm. And that, I, I think, mean, is what people need to look at. It also sounds like the Ayer cut now has a real champion in the room and is in charge of the studio now. So I feel yeah. like this is the biggest push ever that that's going to see the light of day. Mm -hmm. And it's it's funny because you bring that up because uh, back when uh, the Suicide Squad was uh, premiering, uh, people were asking directly straight to his face, uh, what do you think of this uh, the Ayer cut movement? And he said he wants it to be released. Now he's in a position where he can just release it, which is insane. And, and James and David are actually good friends. Um, just like Zach and, and James are good friends. Like mm -hmm. people need to look at like, this is not a bad thing. I mean, there's a lot of people in the comments. Oh, he's a pedophile. He'll, he's this or he's that. Like, honestly, that's, is what it is, right? Like people say these accusations People have also said thousands of accusations about Ezra Miller that have been proven false, but nobody cares because the stigma is there. Mm -hmm. Like um, a lot of people were saying, oh, Ezra Miller is. Uh, e Ezra Miller is what What do they call him again? Like there was a I think they called him uh, a groomer. They called him a groomer. They mm -hmm. called him a pedophile. They called him all these things. And uh, then later, uh, those all those accusations were rebuked. Because people basically came out of the, the woodwork saying, no, all of these accusations are coming from someone who's pissed at him about money. Mm. But the damage was done. People saw what they wanted to see and is what it is. But, I mean, mind you, I think the, the worst thing that Gunn has for him is the fact that Gunn has a very dark and questionable sense of humor, especially when he was younger. Yes. And that is what really got him into some hot water with a lot of people presently because as the internet says the internet doesn't forget we know what you did but he's just he's accused of having a very gross sense of humor yeah but 90 percent of hollywood is yeah it, that's that's a good point if you're really gonna be upset about that you should be upset about pretty much everybody in hollywood like hollywood is for the most part filled with pretty scummy personalities um it's not it's not a great place but kind of talk about like the whole James Gunn thing. Like, again, you guys said I'm not a huge fan of James Gunn outside of the first Guardians film. I wasn't a big fan of the style of the Suicide Squad. But there are some points that have been made that I kind of want to echo a little bit. You know, Taylor, you mentioned the whole idea of creative freedom. One of the things that really drew James Gunn to go and work with DC with the Suicide Squad, you know, for better or for worse, was the fact that they offered him complete creative control, right? And so I would like to imagine, again, I don't know the guys, so like I don't know if this is going to be the case, but I'd like to imagine he'd like to offer other filmmakers that same courtesy with DC, 100%. right? So I, I think that's why I'm not like up in arms about this, like a lot of the people are, because I kind of see that aspect to it. Again, I'm not a big fan of the guy, but I think as far as creative freedom is concerned, he might be a champion of that, if nothing else. Yeah. And on, on, go ahead, Mike. I think a, a, another huge takeaway from this, which might go without saying, but 
You know, I was reading today that, you know, that cut Batgirl film is just the beginning of huge projects that are going to be cut by uh, Warner Brothers Discovery that are never going to see the light of day. The fact Mm. that they mentioned, oh, DC Studios is happening. We are going to continue with these movies. I mean, they let the the last guy fail for five years. Now we have somebody that... uh, is still passionate about this process. I don't Mm. think he's going to commit to that entire time, but I think he's going to get the ball rolling. And I think he's doing the right thing. He brought back the last cast. All these people that said they were out, Ben Affleck Batman's coming back. I mean, everybody is kind of coming back. And I think that's, I think these are all good things on the horizon. There was a report I saw, again, it's the internet, so it's full of rumors. There's people talking about like a, rumor of Ben Affleck signing on to a trilogy, which I don't know if I buy just because the fact that the, the Batman stuff is going on. But I mean, if that's true, then great. If that's true again, if big, if Henry Cavill um, coming back, good sign. I mean, speaking so. of that, because I know a lot of people are asking before we jump into that um, people, uh, I get a lot of DMS of what we want to talk about. And everyone is like, what about the Ben Affleck rumor? Um, this morning I posted a, a little snippet saying that, yeah, I, I don't believe it's true. And then I got, uh, dragged through the mud by a bunch of people. They kept attacking me on Twitter, and I'm just like, you know what? Screw this. And I deleted the tweet and just moved on. Um, mm. I spoke to Daniel RPK. He said it's not true. Um, My Time to Shine also said it's not true. And even Big Screen Leaks uh, said flat out, completely false. Affleck has not signed on for anything right now. What he is doing is coming back at their request for certain continuity things, but a contract hasn't been made yet. That is the reality, mm. is that if it is happening... Nothing has been signed yet, and it could still fall through. Simple as that. Right. As you were talking, I went to JLo's Instagram to find out where she is in the world. Because I guarantee you, before anybody signs a three-a three-movie deal, right? That's going to be years of work. We got to find mm-hmm. out what JLo's up to because that's where Ben Affleck's at right now. So oh, yeah. I don't know if that's going to be happening. I honestly, I do think that what we will get is him back. Um, I don't think that we're going to see um, Ben as uh, getting a solo film, sequels, stuff like that. I think we're going to see him as a supporting actor for certain roles. Maybe a Just League movie, he'll be in that. Maybe some sort of team-up project, sure. But for now, we're probably going to see him as like a Nick Fury case for a little while. Um, mm. And that's that is still way better than him just saying, I'm done with you all and I'm not Batman anymore. So that's still a big yeah. deal for me. Do you think they build the Bat family around him? You think we get a, a a Robin that's based off of him, and we get a a Nightwing that's based off of him? I do, um, I do, because I think what's probably going to happen is part of the retooling of the Flash film. Um, you can only retool a movie so much, so I still think in the very end, Flash is going to have to come back to some weird, agglomerated universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, with Supergirl being brought into that universe, some some things are changing. So I think that possibly what they're going to do is with this si- sort of pseudo soft reboot, um, we'll see that Robin being dead, being Jason and not Dick, and things like mm-hmm. that. Like they'll they'll slightly retcon certain things. Um, yeah, which is fine because Zack Snyder's Justice League was an Elseworlds project, and it's if they create a slightly adjusted timeline for the main uh, continuity where they 
it referenced certain things and they kind of free things, other things up, it can still allow Zach to come back and finish a self-contained Elseworld finale. Yeah. So, or just give it to him an animation. The fact that I didn't, I didn't know about the animation side of it. And if now you have somebody directing those movies, I feel like he's been inside of Marvel. He understands how they do it. And I think he's not going to go that way, but I think we're going to see full integration. I think the animated movies are going to match. And I think video games, I think James Gunn is going to have a, have a video game that ties into all of this world. I would be shocked if that happens personally. I mean, the Avengers yeah. barely even got one, and that's that franchise has been going on for freaking what 15 years now, or whatever, however long it's been. I'd be shocked if that happened. I would love to see some more animated spin offs of live action stuff, if anything, also just like maybe some comic book related stuff. Like, honestly, when it comes to like the Zack Snyder stuff, like you mentioned, Taylor. I would take an animated spinoff series or movie, or I'd take a freaking graphic novel. I'd take a comic run of that. I'd, yeah. I'd take that any day. I like, would. Take I'd love to see it. Case. Um, I'm just reading through the comments, and I'm just seeing a lot of just negativity, and, that, and that's fine. I mean, um, I think the reality that people just need to have sunk in is that everyone who was campaigning to have Zaslav to magically just cancel everything and bring Zack Snyder back that was never real. That was never going to happen. That was never the possibility. Even Zach didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. So I think they're saying, oh, you're just compromising. You're just compromising. But I don't think for a second that this is a compromise because this is probably the best case scenario other than a total reboot. Simple as that. Because, I mean, before, when everyone was attacking uh, Dan Lin, oh, Dan Lin called us bots. He's the devil. Let's burn him at the stake. People now know... Zach and James Gunn are friends. And mm -hmm. not only they they worked together previously, but they speak fairly recently too. I mean, when he was making Peacemaker, Zach even called him up and said, Hey, my my guy Wayne Daglish, uh, my stunt coordinator, you should use him. And he gave him like notes and tips, and James hired him and said, Yeah, based on Zach's recommendation, I hired the guy. He was fantastic. And like they still talk. Like, I don't think, like, it's just, it's insane to me that people are like, oh, Zach should just give up everything he's doing. And it's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, um, to that point, like, again, he's doing all these stories that he himself is creating. He's not just going to abandon, like when you create something, it becomes your baby, right? Yeah. So like exactly. Rebel Moon and Army of the Dead and all that stuff, that's Zach's baby. So he's not just going to abandon that. You know, because of DC stuff, as much as he may love it, you know, it's like that's just exactly, not yeah. going to happen. And not only and that, it's like he has he has contract signed. You know, unfortunately, Taylor has pretty much shown what he's doing for the next five years. So unless he wants to do another thing on top of all of that work, I mean, that's his schedule is pretty full. Yeah, like I think it just needs to be put in perspective. Zach is still currently filming Rebel Moon, which Dawson, you're going to go visit him next week. Uh, November 1st, so yeah, about a week. week. Yeah. That's next week, dude. That's like a week from tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, Zach is still filming Rebel Moon Part 1. And after he's done with that, he still has another... Uh, he has to still finish the final stuff on the animated prequel for uh, Army of the Dead. Then he's mm. got the sequel of Army of the Dead. He's also got uh, the sequel, the Part 2 of Rebel Moon. Um. 
Then he's got the he's Norse got God one, right? Yeah, the Norse God one. He's got what the Horse Latitudes as well. He wants to do. Um, there's a lot of stuff that Zach has on his plate. And if DC came in and said, "Hey, we want you just to compromise and put everything that you want to do on the sideline for the next year," would he do it? That's always been the question. Mm. I would like to say that he would. Yes, and he would find a way to make it work. I would. I believe that he would. I mean, he's but a workaholic, so he. Yeah, he's he a workaholic. Um, he's the kind of guy that works 20 hours a day and loves every minute of it. Like that's that's him. Um, but I would like to believe that um, just pure logic and reasoning it may be a little tricky yeah that makes sense so uh with this bend in the road where what do you think we see do you think we do you think i mean i understand like i understand people's beef with his adult you know his adult side with suicide squad right but DC has never shied away from adult stories and they've always, you know, Watchmen and the other things that are attached to them have always been big successes. Um, what are well, the I think big... that, hold on, that kind of depends on your definition of adult, right? Like you can have to where like there's more mature themes, like Watchmen definitely is a more mature movie. And then you have like adults, like humor, like the Suicide Squad. So you kind of have to like distinguish it a little bit, but I, I kind of see where you're going. I would say it, under that definition, I would say it's mature and adult, right? If the if the okay. both of those are two different categories, um, but that's not what we're that's not what DC is. What do you think are the other tentpole franchises? Do you think we finally get a good Green Lantern? Do you, I mean like what are the things that they're going to bring into all of this? I I honestly think that um, I mean, it, it is a tricky thing. I mean, the internet is collectively losing its mind right now because they don't like this pick for this reason or the other, or they didn't like Peacemaker, they didn't like the Suicide Squad, and that and that's fine. But mm. he still did a fantastic job with the first Guardians of the Galaxy film where he had total control. And um, then he still produced all of the remaining end of phase one movies and made a ton, of, got a ton of experience and a ton of, ton of everything with Endgame, with uh, Infinity War, all that stuff, um, mm -hmm. to the point where even Kevin Feige wanted James to be his successor. So I think hmm. you would you would like to think that if James is such a horrible dude, it's just, it's a tricky thing. I mean, why would Disney potentially even consider letting him be in charge of Marvel on the request of Kevin Feige? Like, that, that seems... A funny thing to me. Um, mm -hmm. Well, to be fair, um, Disney's not necessarily the most perfect place, but I see your point. Not anymore. No, no. They used to be yeah. this like um, super uber family friendly conservative company, and now they're getting weird. Um, which is well, they're, they're changing with the times, but they're also changing in some weird ways. They don't. the The left hand doesn't know what the right is doing because yeah. I. Uh, I because I know people that work at Disney and they are liberal California people and they hear about these things that happen on a corporate level and are blown away being like, what do you mean we did what? So they, the left hand, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing over at Disney. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky thing. Um, but um, aside from all of that, uh, I think it's, it's not a bad thing to me. I mean, what we know is that James wanted to include Zach's universe in all of his projects. 
Um, but he kept getting sidebar. He kept getting attacked. He kept saying, no, this can't happen. This can't happen. Like where, even j- just for clarification, where did he say that? Or where is that? Like, where's that coming from? Uh, Batman and Cyborg were originally in the Peacemaker finale, but the studio requested okay. him to remove them. He actually gotcha. wrote in his script that he wanted to have the entire Justice League there. Okay. He wanted to have a fun cameo with all of them. And they said, no, you can have Ezra, you can have Jason, but you also cannot include silhouettes of Cyborg or Batman. Remove them, mm. which is insane. They allowed him to have a silhouette of Superman and Gal Gadot, but they didn't let their faces be there. They wouldn't allow them to film. And even they didn't the want a definitive. Was, didn't want a definitive Superman, right? With Henry Cavill, um, he even said on one of his in an interview, um, he basically said uh, it wasn't guaranteed that Gunn would get any of that, but he said flat out, uh, you know, I didn't have a conversation with them. I just wrote it, gave them the scripts. And I don't think that they really realized what they had agreed to until they saw that I had it shot. When they saw the Justice League there, they was like, I think the full weight of it, uh, what does that mean for the DCU? It became a huge a conversation from the highest levels of Warners. And to their credit, they let me get away with some of it. They cut out, they told him flat out to remove two characters. He linked universes. Like the fact that they are squabbling over the two, they're now linked. Peacemaker is going to show up in Man of Steel too. He's going to throw him into a jail cell and go, not today, buddy. Like, that's the point of all of this, that we get to now play with all of these things. See, me personally, I'm I'm just sitting there like, I'm just sitting there and thinking like the idea of Peacemaker showing up in Man of Steel 2, that I I cringe on the inside of that thought. I don't think for a second that's going to happen. But I I sure as hell hope not. That's. But I think what also is that when he, he filmed the finale for Peacemaker, he got all of the actors in their costumes, their original costumes, the stunt doubles in their costumes. He he went out of his way to get a stunt man to wear the BVS suit. And mm. it wasn't like a retooled BVS suit. It was the actual like BVS suit. It wasn't like the one that they used in Shazam where they put all the red on the sides. It was the BVS suit. So mm. I think he does he does have a great respect for people he knows, for other directors. He has a great respect for these people. And for everyone who's saying that, oh, he's going to, He's going to just destroy everything. We don't know that. What we know is that he did work with uh, Zach in the past as a great respect for Zach and his opinion was willing Mm -hmm. to hire people based on Zach's recommendation and went out of his way to to include Zach's actors into into a project when he was told just reboot them. It's not connected anyways. Mm. So the last regime was always the villain here. So I'm not as as like, oh my God, this is the worst news ever. I want to see where he takes it. I want to see what he does starting next week with the job. Because, yeah. um, like I said, he's when he writes and produ- produces and directs his own projects, they can be weird or they can be like Gardens of the Galaxy, which is fantastic. Um, when, when do you feel, when do you think we start feeling his influence in the movies? Because it's obvious, you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be the ones that are already in the can. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think he's going to come in and, and order another round of reshoots for The Flash or Aquaman or Shazam 2. Like, I don't see that happening. Um, maybe he's going to come in and say, hey, maybe we should edit this a little bit to, to make it fit more. He could probably do something like that. But I don't see any more pickups or reshoots. Um, but I do see whatever they announce after these four projects, I'm very curious of what's going to happen. Yeah, they'll be a good but, indicator at the direction of things, everything yeah. they announce. Um, especially with what, whatever they do with the Superman project. Because Gunn is clearly going to have some oversight on this. Um, I don't. I, I think that James knows that Superman is Superman. 
Like, obviously, Superman is iconic. And mm-hmm. you can't make a Superman that flies around and makes dick jokes because yeah. it doesn't work. So I know that he's going to not be that person. Um, I could see him trusting whoever they hire. If he hires Chris McQuarrie, we're going to get a fantastic fucking film. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it just it depends on who he hires. Because we, it's like, I don't know, not to like, I don't know, what's the, what's the best phrase to say it? Um, you got to see what he produces before you can judge the guy. Because he's never been in this kind of position before. Right. Um, and so, nobody else wanted this position. I mean, that's not that's not true necessarily, but this is a huge task for anybody to do. And yeah. I, it feels like they the feels like the fact that someone wants to do it is a big is a big deal as well. I you know, I think um if anything, this will probably be the closest that we've ever gotten to an actual guy in the room who's running the studio who loves and supports Zach. If there's anyone who could bring Zach back for anything, it would have been Michael DeLuca or James Gunn. And now both of those guys are in the room, which is, I think that's fantastic. And in terms of people saying, oh, Safran is a bad dude or, or whatever, he's got bad time. In, in Hollywood, you can be friends with anybody. Um, like, I mean, wasn't Zach, uh, not Zach, wasn't uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon like close friends with Harvey Weinstein? Yes, like, he financed most of their movies at Miramax and yeah. all of Kevin's. I mean, it's like uh, and... it's like Ricky, Ricky Gervais in that one award show where basically it's like, yeah, you guys, all of you in here were friends with him, like you all were tight with him. So, I mean, so if you're gonna up. say one, yeah. yeah, if you're gonna say one person was friends with them, then you're gonna say all of them are because that's the truth. Exactly. So I think like at this point we have to see where he goes. Um, Safran um, has a weird a weird history of productions. Cause I was, I was looking through his production history and what really he started his weirdo career with was a lot of those B movies, like uh, not like a scary movie, but those scary movie knockoffs, like the, the Spartan movie, things like that. all those really crappy, mm. like $10 million little, little parody films that made yeah. him some money. And then once he started getting into like serious production stuff, um, that's when he got into like uh, conjuring, like the nun, he got into that universe uh, Shazam, um aquaman he produced aquaman and that's why jason mm-hmm. momoa on the on his social media was like yes peter's in it yes this is fantastic um i think um it's it's always very easy to attack people for what they were instead of letting letting them personally grow and see what they do with the job that they have right now mm, yeah. so I think, Taylor, the internet's not here for responsibility no. and growing <laughs> and changing and b- not being who you were yesterday. I mean, Taylor, that's that's redemption. I, People don't do I that. I would like to think. I would like to think that all of these people. Um, I, would, I, would, I was reading something on the internet. If like if the person you are right now isn't disgusted by the person you were five years ago, you've not personally grown. And I'm pretty sure that all of these people could probably be that same way. I mean, I, people accuse I view myself, James Gunn. I view myself as a Donnie Darko being, so I have a worm that goes through me. That's my timeline. So you have – I'm you always just, different. You just follow where the worm takes you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, um, I think that uh, for people like, oh, he deleted all those these tweets. He deleted hundreds of tweets to cover up his actions. Maybe he deleted them because he thought they were disgusting. Maybe he was like, oh, yeah, I sucked. Like – he yeah. probably was like, "Yeah, this sucks. I should probably, I should probably be better." So, I would like to look at the positive side of things. If people, 
people thought I was going to go on the show today and just like bad mouth and, and dump on everybody. No, I want to be the voice of reason. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I want to see where he does. If he, I will say if, this though, this time next year, everything sucks. Then yes, he sucks. Yeah, but at that point, I'll, I'll judge it. Taylor, I think that's exactly it. I think the bar is super. I think the bar is super high. If he had successes in the very limited capacity that he was given, and now everything is available to him, I think the bar is pretty high to get the ball rolling again with these huge franchise, especially with Superman. The the you know Superman, unfortunately. He falls off every couple of years. You know what I mean? He hits his heights and then they do a bunch more. And I would love to see Superman return to form. Yeah. I would just love to see Superman, period. I mean, honestly, at this point, like, I love that Henry said in his video that, uh, thank you for your patience, it will be rewarded. I loved that because, again, he realized, like, yeah, it's been a hell of a long time since Superman's actually been on screen and done anything substantial aside from the Snyder Cut coming out. So, hopefully... Well, and I feel like if we can, if the fandom can just lose its viper bite, don't lose the venom. I think we need to still be effective, but if we can just lose, get that thing, because I feel like we've never had more of a voice. This is the most voice we've ever had. You know, you have people like um, the actor who plays Daredevil, who's like a hundred percent. I am in the MCU because of the fan base petitioning for me and saying this is our daredevil yeah so i feel like we need to keep that part of it up and all the troll bots need to go fall off <laughs> yeah no, i can agree i can agree with that that's a great example of this kind of stuff honestly is daredevil the fact that he's back is like it's all because of the fans yeah and i think i think that's what people need to look at is i mean henry is back because the fans wanted him back the studio was trying to recast him. The studio was trying to do this. Um, Toby Emmerich wanted him gone. Hamada wanted to appease Emmerich. Then that's we were almost like at the the end of it. And then what does Dwayne do? He says, "My boy wants to be Superman, and the internet wants him to be Superman." And and I'm pretty sure they knew. Like you can't just throw it all away because there is a fan base that still wants these things. And yeah. as long as we're not being malicious, as long as we're not being monsters, and and essentially holding the studio hostage and putting our demands out there. As long as we're being the, the force for good that Zach always encouraged us to be, we will get heard because we got heard more than once. We just need yeah. to not be toxic about it. Yeah. I can agree. Do we want to start pitching things to Dawson to casually drop into conversation with Zack Snyder? When he meets him, should we start <laughs> giving him just a list of priority of things that you could just slip into his ear while you're around the man? Oh, uh, trust me. I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of questions that I, I hope to ask him if I get the chance. Um, Dawson, what? I want you to FaceTime me when you're with him. And I want to say hi to him again. <laughs> that's I'm not such sure a if huge, you will remember me taylor that's such a huge ask he not only has to then do it he has to then get a phone call and call you that's uh, I, I, I feel like hold on zach hold on zach yeah let's taylor here you go <laughs> totally no, I mean, hold on <laughs> i'm not sure if you would remember me i like to think that he would um because i did um i did pitch to him and, I, and I've talked to this about this before. Uh, one project that I 100% want to see in Zack Snyder's style is a He-Man movie. Mm, <laughs> like, I want, sick. I want that so badly. Um, He'd be so I buff, and the lightning would look so dope. Oh, it he would, would be like, nail that. I, 
And I basically was like, think 300 with Star Wars-y sci-fi stuff also in there and some magic and Leonidas with a giant sword and a riding a green tiger. Like, he knew what I was talking about, but I was just like, here's the picture. This is in my mind. I see 300 with, with tigers. <laughs> like, oh, man. No, that'd be pretty awesome. Not with me, I think... Um... Of course, asking questions about like just his creative process in general. I think one question I've been wanting to ask him ever since I could think of asking him a question was uh, in regards to BVS because BVS Ultimate Edition is my favorite movie of all time. I love that movie. Um, and it would be about the scene or the dream that Bruce has where he visits his parents' grave. And there is a stained glass window inside of the, was it called a mausoleum? What was it called? Um, the crypt, yeah. The crypt, yeah, the crypt. I don't know why I said mausoleum, but in the crypt, there's a stained glass window of like an angel fighting demons in like a city that's burning. And then moments later, you see like the demon bat come out of the wall of Martha's grave and bite him. Yeah. I always wanted to ask him, is the angel in that stained glass window how Bruce sees himself? And then the demon bat, what he actually is facing him in like face to face. Is that sort of like a confrontation of himself, like realizing what he's become or if that was intentional that theory? I've always yeah, said like, because Zach, because Zach has always been he he be he even said multiple times that that movie, everything is like, intentional. So right. every random stained glass. I mean, even in Man of Steel, when he was at the church talking to the, the priest, all the stained glass behind him were essentially Clark's journey, which was like pretty cool to see. Yeah, so um, that'd be the main yeah. thing I'd ask him is that one when it comes to BVS. Of course, I think of a lot of other questions to ask, but. And you forget them all when you stand in front of them and go, <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, hi, my name is Dawson's my name is mine. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. how that would go. Yeah, no, I mean, that was when we, um, we did our interview with him. Um, we brought him on and I'm like, I'm just want to geek out for a second. I want to mute myself and go, ah, and then, then we'll continue and be professional. <laughs> so, yeah. but, Sounds about right. Yeah. But oh, man, I mean, now that we, we know Superman is coming back, um, Dwayne Johnson also said that Black Adam 2 is not going to be Black Adam versus Superman, that he wants to flesh out these worlds a bit more before he goes into that, that territory, which I think is a smart move. Um, mm -hmm. we, give, we give another Superman movie out there. We get some more Black Adam world stuff. We get some more JSA stuff, and then we kind of get it all together. That sounds fantastic. I, I, would, and if I would love to see more JSA because as fun as black adam was i think i told you this in a comment uh or taylor that um the jsa was my biggest gripe with the movies how underdeveloped they were i felt like we didn't well, get enough of them they apparently had like 20 minutes of extra stuff that they took out because they couldn't make the movie three hours long and if right. they and then there's the a lot JSA of stuff, stuff you saw in the trailers that didn't yeah. make it so yeah so i i, I really hope I really hope that we get like a three hour long director's cut or like an ultimate edition and it just yes. jam packed full of stuff. Um, we will. We, the, the, the track record for all of these movies, this is par for the course that there's 20 minutes that makes the movie make sense, but it got cut out. Yeah, I, I bet we will get it. Now, it probably, if it doesn't get released in its entirety, cut into it for HBO Max, then maybe it's only on the Blu ray, but I bet we see it, especially if they filmed it. Yeah. I mean, my biggest thing is, like, Adam Smasher wasn't even a character. He was barely even a human being. Like, they barely explored him at all. Um, you barely knew anything about Dr. Fate or Hawkman. Like, obviously, as a comic fan, I know about them. But as yeah. that interpretation on screen, you just don't learn a lot about them. So you don't really learn to care about them. 
And yeah. Um, it another biggest thing with Black Knight in general is that the dialogue and story just didn't make you care about anybody. And honestly, yeah. it this might sound mean, and I don't blame the kid actor for this, but I oh, yeah. rolled my eyes. I rolled my eyes yeah. every single time that kid was on screen. Again, not his yeah. fault. It was the writer's fault. He was just written so poorly. Um, yeah, I I talked to a few people about that, and I'm like, you know, um, that kid. That's all I said. My comment was that kid, and they're like, oh yeah, I know. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, um, let's be better next time. <laughs> like, Annoying um, as hell. Yeah, it was it was hard to watch, um, especially, especially when he like pump up the citizens. I was like, ah, yes, and then he like motivational. Then he rides on the skateboard with like a smirk on his face. It's just like, how am I supposed to feel about this? Am I supposed to laugh at this? Am I supposed to think this is like inspiring? What am I supposed to feel right now? Nothing will ever be as inspiring as Bill as a uh, was it Bill Pullman from Independence Day. Oh yeah, so, nothing will ever be, ever beat that. So anyone who tries to do any sort of inspirational speech, that's my bar, and he was way way below that. Yeah, it's hard to live up to that. Even that's close. a very high bar, Taylor. That's a great that's a great call to arms. I mean, maybe you should do you should you should lower that bar. No, no, that's the bar, and I I firmly believe that the only person who could top that bar would have been Superman as he united the world against Darkseid. But I'm waiting for that mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So. Uh, is that that ha- is that the story of Man of Steel too? Like, I know that there's all these like, well, we would you know, there's lots of stories people want with Superman, but like, that like, wouldn't be Man of Steel too. It won't be Man. No, that that would won't be, be the full movie. Part two. Okay. Yeah, that'd be Justice League too. I'd imagine um, Man of Steel Two features Brainiac. I would like to see Brainiac. I mean, we kind of, I kind of have a feeling that we're gonna have Man of Steel Two feature Supergirl as a supporting, so Brainiac would make sense, right? Yeah. Um, but I would like to see just where they go with it. But um, Henry himself said in, in an interview that uh, he definitely likes what Zach was doing, and before he got to the fallen Superman and the redemption of that fallen Superman and Justice League Part, Justice League Two he would like to see Superman be the, the hero of the people first. So I expect us to get kind of a iconic, happy Superman saving the world. And then like nightmare and terror as Superman gets taken from the world by dark side. Um, that would be fun. Yeah. And now you have somebody to kind of chart that path because you know, this, they probably want this to be a multi-movie story and now we're going to start finding out what those other movies are going to be. We kind of know yeah. what some of those movies are, but I wonder what James Gunn brings into the mix. My um, biggest thing is that I will judge James Gunn based on, or in this new DC studios, based on whether or not they plan on using dark side at any point. Because if you waste dark side after seeing him in the Snyder cut, then you're a freaking idiot. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that I, they have, they have to do something with it. They, James or is just very build up or build up to it, right? Like even yeah. if it's not, you can tease it over a bunch of movies, but that's where that needs to go. That was the promise to the audience of like this was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think the bottom line for me is that no, I am not in an outrage. I don't think the world is on fire. I don't think everything is ruined. Um, I think that um, this new, this new. Uh, job the new dc studios and the new moniker it's no longer the dc eu anymore it's just the dcu that's that's nice um it's a much better name it's 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 it's, i know it's i know it's a silly thing but dcu is great yeah um i think 
uh, seeing what they do with it first, um, I would very much, I want to see where they go. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I mean, but um, I think you got to go, Dawson. You said you were going to be with us all night. So, uh, yeah, I do got to go, unfortunately. In. I appreciate you guys um, having me. Got some work stuff to do. Um, Michael yeah. and I will uh, we'll wrap up a little bit, give our final thoughts. But uh, anytime you want to come on, you're welcome. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys. See you later. Bye, Dawson. Have fun next week. But no, um, like I was saying, I mean, I, I see the internet collectively losing its mind. Um, I spoke to a few people uh, that are for it and some people that are very much against it. Um, sure. Listen, I'm not, I don't want to discount people's feelings. If you really think this is a bad idea, you're absolutely entitled to that opinion. But I think yeah. just like what Dawson said, let's let the man do some work before we jump down his throat because the last guy didn't want to do the work and was yeah. actively sabotaging these movies. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think as long as, I mean, if, if James is able to come out and make, if James brings Ray Fisher back, I think a lot of fans will just will immediately be like, okay, we'll see what happens. Because I also I think, wonder, uh, I, I'll let you finish. I wonder what was going to happen in the next Suicide Squad movie because it's basically going to set up what all, what all, what everything else is going to tie into. Yeah. I mean, it can. Yeah. I mean, it can definitely, they can have their own little corner. And I thought it was interesting. Um, you haven't seen uh, Black Adam yet, but spoilers. Um, there is a part in the movie where you see Amanda Waller's black site where she has like her super prison and she had maybe like a hundred villains on ice. And they basically set up that this corner Perfect. of the world, he can pull from anybody. Yeah. Um, and one of the points that I wanted to make was that as, as much as you don't like um, how he did these movies and the show, he did have a deep comic book lore that he pulled from. He did his, he did his homework he pulled characters from deep comic lore. Um, he's not somebody who just takes certain aspects and like, oh, like to me, a bad adaptation that could have been a very simple adaptation was Marvel's Runaways, where it looked like someone read the back of the book and then made a show without actually reading the book. James Gunn actually will go out of his way and find deep cut references and deep cut love of these comics. And... Taylor loves the Runaways. That was a big disappointment. You was, love the Runaways. I loved it, and I was so mad how bad that show was. And I, I could rant for so much. I know. About how I know. Disappointed I was with that show. But aside from that, um, I think right now the stance that I'm always going to take is that I want to let, like, let him prove himself to me. If he does a great job. He will have my support, but I'm not going to crucify him before he does the job. He hasn't even taken the job yet. The job starts next week. Now, I want to see what he does first. Do you think that? Do you think that there will already be tarnish on whatever this record is going to be because of however Black Adam performs, however Blue Beetle performs? Because those are, I mean, Blue Beetle's almost done, right? Like it's yeah. got to be done filming. It's uh, it's pretty close from my understanding, and they apparently while they were filming it, they retooled the movie to fit better with the greater DCU. So, um, that's I think that was the biggest difference between it and Batgirl was Batgirl was already done, and they said it wasn't big enough. So they were able to retool Blue Beetle to feel more like a cinematic movie connected to the greater DC universe. So, 
or somebody coughed up five million dollars for a new cutscene in the middle. You know what I mean? A really yeah, good they, final cutscene in the movie. They probably tweaked it enough to make it worth being in theaters. So mm. um honestly, I don't I I would like to see where it goes. Simple as that. Like I, I'm not gonna crucify these guys before I, the job is done. Um we'll see what their next few things are. But I know um a long way could be done is if he brings in Zack Snyder as a producer or if he brings back Ray Fisher or if he brings back Amy Adams as Lois Lane or if he brings back cast members and keeps that continuity, that should be a good sign of where he's going to take DC. But wonder... if he comes in and starts recasting people, yeah. yeah, then the pitchforks and the torches can come out. Yeah. I wonder if Henry, if Henry coming back means everybody gets to come back. That's kind I can't, of part I, of. Yeah, I feel like isn't Amy Adams isn't that that Lois? Like we have That's to finish that story. She's Lois. Yeah. She's been Lois. And he has a Lex Luthor who's now actually Lex Luthor. We never got yeah. to see him as Lex Luthor. We saw him as pissed off Mark Zuckerberg, but I want to see him as Lex Luthor now. Yeah. Put that. He's you know the next thing is he puts on the robot suit. That robot suit is coming. They've been teasing that robot suit. That's what happens. There was actually um, rumors for a long time that there was supposed to be a version of the film where, not, I mean, of the original pitch before it became Doomsday, where he had a suit. And it was, the longstanding rumor was that the suit was made from General Zod's armor with some human modifications. Dope. So um, I'm all for it. I I would love to see them bring that cast back and see where it goes. Um but like I said, that'll be the that's the goalpost for a lot of people. I think you can judge him then as if he greenlights a partial reboot or a total reboot or whatever he does, <clears throat> we can see from there. Yeah, I wonder what he's gonna do. He's got a bunch of loose ends right now, right? Like he's holding the ends of all these strings, and they either gotta attach the strings and do something, or they gotta wipe the universe you know what i mean i don't know what they're gonna yeah. do they have a couple of options i don't think that's what people want but we'll see which way it goes yeah i mean they do i mean the flash movie can change a lot of things um the movie can end with them doing a, a pseudo soft reboot and you can recast people that way um but i think that if he brings back the cast we'll go from there and i think another good giveaway would be um the air cut right i mean he said before he supports David and he supports uh, that releasing of that project. Wouldn't that be a good goodwill? It's coming movie? out. It's going to come yeah. out. I, now, I don't know what form it's going to come out, and maybe it only comes out as a maybe it comes out as a as a standalone product that you have to pay for. Like maybe they do its physical media, and they're going to sell. No. They're going to sell it to all of you wonderful folks that want it. Um, I, maybe it goes to streaming, but if it's if it's good, it's going to make every, it's going to make the old man, all of this makes the old management look bad. When, yeah. when these movies are like, oh, they had all the pieces, but you were the one that fucked it up. Like it shows their incompetence over and over again. So I hope, I think it has the most chance it's ever had to come out. And then we'll just wait to see what happens in the next 90 days yeah. end of the year do you think we get do you think we get the air cut for christmas like do you think that it could be done that soon see that would be interesting because specifically for this i mean we had a couple weeks ago um the uh 
the Aircut Twitter account uh, basically said that they were invited by uh, David Ayer to watch the film on his computer. He showed it to a couple of people. He confirmed that it was real. He did show it to them. And they also came about saying that uh, there this is, is like a, UFO disclosure. They could only watch right. it on his computer. <laughs> right. Um, but it was like, it wasn't like some idle chat. Like it actually was like confirmed that it was real, that they actually were able to watch this. And then uh, quickly after that, it was kind of revealed that the studio was getting a screening of the air cut on November 5th, which is next Friday. I think. Um, just about, which is, just about. Which is funny because next week we have James Gunn and Peter Safran taking over DC. And then four days later, this supposed screening is going to occur. I would yeah, like to think James that. James yes. Gunn is going to go watch the movie is what's going to happen. <laughs> He's going to watch it and say, yes, let's put it out. So, especially, especially if they're going to start playing with universe. I mean, we'll leave it here. But if, especially if they're going to start playing with universes and stuff like that, why not let all of this stuff just live out there in its entirety, and then they can do something else later on? Yeah, exactly. I think, I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. Is that um, I'm not, I'm not super pro James Gunn. I'm not super against James Gunn. I'm waiting to see what he does with the job, but I am hopeful. Because there's a lot of things that I'm hearing that is giving me hope that if he does what I hope he does, we will get exactly what we've been wanting from the last management before they screwed it all up. So, heard. That's my stance. Let's see where he goes. I will, I will, this time next year, if the job is, if DC is in the dire straits and everything is pissing me off. I will be very vocal about it this time next Yeah, week. okay. So come October, October 25th, 2023. I mean, question, will he even have a movie done by then? Like, to be honest, I don't even know if anything happens in the next year. Not not even done. If if the movie is announced and there's a rebooted cast, or if the movie's announced and, like, it's the pitch is super weird, then I'll, I will judge it by that point. But whatever he greenlights, whatever he, he fast-tracks into production – that's what I'll start judging. Mm. Like if he comes out and says we we rebooted Batman again, so that there's five Batmans. Like that's when I'll be like, nope, sorry. <laughs> Batman just makes so much money. I get why they do it, but I mean, no one wants more Batman. I would think that if they were smart, they would just they would give Keaton his own project. They would give Ben his own project. They would let Pattinson have his own project, and just be like, everyone who wants to have a Batman has a Batman. And um, also, James Gunn is here. James Gunn define Marvel space. I think he is going to define DC space. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about the, the genre of up in sci-fi space and whatever that is. And I think he's going to bring Green Lanterns. He brought yeah, like, in, in Guardians, he brought in their version of the Lantern Corps. I think he's going to do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that James Gunn will help whoever it is that he takes over the job to bring in the new gods, to bring in the Green Lantern Corps and... I mean, James Gunn clearly, with the look of the Celestials, he trusted the source material enough to let it be weird. So I'm 100% like whoever he, if someone comes in and pitches the new gods and says, I want it colorful, I want it 100% accurate, let's make this shit weird, I could see him say, yeah, let's do it. So I think people want weird. We do at this point. I think we want realistic weird because the world is weird enough. But if you don't treat it like it's weird, it gets accepted. If you don't treat it like it's campy or it's ridiculous, or if you sometimes even poke fun at it, like with Peacemaker, 
he walked around in one of the most comic accurate suits of all of the DC universe. And everyone was like, what are you wearing? And he's like, it's sweet. Leave it alone. And like, he acknowledged that people thought it was funky, but he was happy with it. Yeah. And as long as they keep that mentality, let's do it. Let's get some weird stuff out there. Yeah. And it can't be MCU weird, right? It's got to be its own weird. It's got to be, it's got to be its own flavor. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, but that's, uh, that's my stance. So let's see where he goes. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt until he proves me wrong or right. We'll see. Right. Well, thanks for enjoying this delicious beverage of the cultured nerd. Head over there to patreon.com backslash the cultured nerd. Thank you for keeping the lights on. Taylor has a very healthy addiction to Funko Pops. We need to get more in the door. It's the only thing that's his penicillin. It keeps them alive. Look at them. Taylor, they're so beautiful. You have so many. Yeah, they're not. That's not all of them either. That's all I can put on the wall. Do you have any extras? Can you send me some? No. <laughs> he is the hostess with the mostest. That's Taylor Murphy. I'm your co-host, Michael Santel. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see all of you wonderful culture gentlemen next time. If you're at home, scan your television. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see all you kids and cats next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>